Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Welcome back to the Corner of Truth and Courage. Yesterday, I started a program entitled America. You're not too big to fail. I want to continue with those thoughts in today's broadcast. Many empires have come and gone. Our existence as a great nation could slip away like the Assyrian Empire, the Babylonians, the Medo-Persian kingdoms, uh, empires like the Greeks and the Romans. Many great empires have come and gone. They made mistakes. Studies have been made of the mistakes that they have made. Colonel Lawrence Wilkerson, the former chief of staff to Colin Powell, gave a speech entitled America is Exhibiting All the Signs of a Failing Empire. He listed some of the signs that we are exhibiting that is similar to other kingdoms. Destroying upward mobility, staggering debt, debasing our currency, government overspending, runaway corruption, apathy, and greed. I think perhaps the last of these items that he listed is more important, are apathy. We're not concerned. We don't care. Just as long as we get what we want. We're not forward-thinking and looking for what's good for our nation any longer. I spent 29 years of my life in Great Britain. I'm familiar with their history. I grew up learning it better than I did learning American history. I believe that Great Britain lost its greatness at the end of the Victorian period. Things began to change drastically, and I'm going to outline that for you so you understand that great nations can fail. Britain used to rule the world, that small little tiny island. Its influence and its power was great. And probably the zenith of its power was at the end of the Victorian period. The Industrial Revolution began, and the empire's wealth was great. Its influence was amazing. The control they had over the world was profound. But you can see their arrogance. And usually, you know, when you feel that you're on top of the world, you tend to be filled with pride. Kind of how America's been, isn't it? But England was there, then largely we're, our pride is because of our mother nation, Great Britain. One of the great examples of, of England's pride in the beginning of its fall, at the end of the Victorian period, the Titanic in 1912 sank to the bottom of the ocean of April 14th. When they built it, they said it was the unsinkable vessel. Not even God himself could sink this vessel was said by one of the owners of the White Star, the builders of the Titanic. I imagine that got got God's attention. England was in for some humiliation. But I believe that the fall of the United Kingdom of Great Britain really began by some actions that they did in 1920. At the close of World War I, A League of Nations was formed, and Britain was given the mandate, it's called the British Mandate, in their control over the full Middle East. And they began to draw up maps to divide up the land. 
and to establish governments and, and so on there. And they were the ones who invented this notion, this fable of a group called the Palestinians. There'd never been a group called the Palestinians before as a nation. Attempts to call that area Palestine uh, occurred during the Roman Empire days, but there was no such thing as the Palestinians. And so as the British began to draw up these maps, they began to develop and invent a country, a group of people called Palestine, Palestinians. And when they drew up their maps, 95% of the lands they gave to the Arabs, and 5% they were going to give to the future state of Israel. Well, when the Arabs and the Muslims saw that, they went berserk and do what they do well, mayhem and riots and, and so on there. And so the British then redrew those maps, and the 5% that they were going to give to this future state of Israel, they gave 80% of that, 5%. Now notice they already had 95% of the land, and only 5% to Israel. Of that 5%, they gave an additional 80% of that to the Arabs, and mainly to this future state of Palestine. And that's largely what the squabbling is going on over there for this land. As Jews began to return back to Israel, back to their homeland, their home of their uh, history, their biblical history after World War II, the British tried to prevent them from doing it. They set up flotillas. Check out your history. England arrested many of these people that were trying to get into the Holy Land, and they were set back into concentration camps into Germany. The very places that they escaped from. Can you believe it? And they set up Cyprus as a encampation there. Over 40,000 Jews were killed because of the British government's handling of that situation. There's lots out there that you can study. SS Exodus number of ships were accommodated and taken over by the Jews to try to get to a place of refuge. And they dubbed them SS Exodus there, and they were caught in these flotillas. I uh, don't have time to get into all that, but as a result of what England did, their mishandling of God's children, the anointed ones, the ones that God had a covenant with, and their opposition in dividing up the land that belonged to them, the British Empire was set on a course of destruction of their greatness. And let me go through it. Let me share this with you. 1912, the British Empire started falling apart. Their battle with Ireland began as they, well, they've had battles with them for a long time, but the current battle that we had seen over our lifetime began as they battled for their freedom to kick Britain off of their island. In 1919, uprisings in India began. In 1922, they lost then control of Egypt. 1926, Britain was forced to sign the Balfour Declaration. In doing so, they lost uh, control of Australia, Canada, Newfoundland, New Zealand, and South Africa. During World War II, England almost was invaded and occupied by Nazi Germany if it wasn't for the Americans. However, after World War II, Britain was bankrupt. And guess who bankrolled them? That's right, America did. In 1947, Britain lost full control of India. In 1951, they lost full control of Libya. In 1956, they lost full control of the Suez Canal and Sudan. 
their greatness was sunk. And I'm here to tell you that even Great Britain wasn't too big to fail. And you say, well, oh, well, they're still a nation today. Not at all what they once were. I'm here to tell you, America, you're not too big to fail. There are consequences when a nation continues in its sin. Let me read to you from the Word of God. We're told in the book of Jeremiah, a popular passage in chapter 18, we have the prophet being told by God to go down to the potter's house and he will cause him to hear his words when he does. And he gets down to the potter's house and I don't know, maybe they knew each other there and maybe said to the potter, hey, you know, uh, Joe, I'm just here to watch you work. And uh, never mind me, I'm just going to just sit over here, eat my lunch and just uh, watch you do your magic. And as the potter began to put his hands to the wheels and the clay, he sees that the he's struggling with the vessel. It's not yielding to the master's hands. And in desperation, he struggles with it and struggles with it. And finally, it comes to the end that he just smashes it up and, and uh, wads up uh, the, 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 this disjointed pot of clay and, and just flings it in the corner. And then he takes up new clay and begins again and finds a vessel that is yielding to his hand. And God speaks to him. The word of the Lord came to him, the Bible says in verse number six, O house of Israel, cannot I do with you as this potter? Saith the Lord, behold, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are ye in mine hand, O house of Israel. Now, let's be clear. We know that uh, we're talking about Israel here. This was an Old Testament passage. God is speaking to them and giving warning that Israel, if you don't yield, if you don't listen to my commandments and don't obey, I have just every right, like what this potter does, to just take it and throw it aside and start all over again. So we know he's he's talking to Israel. But is this applicable to us, non-Israel? Well, verse number 7 and 8 tells us that, yeah, yeah, we are in the same boat. Let's read verse 7. And at what instance I shall speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom, to pluck, uh, to pluck up or to pull down and to destroy it. If that nation against whom I have pronounced turn from their evil, I will repent of the evil that I thought to do unto them. So I'm here to tell you folks that this is applicable to even us. If we continue in our rebellion and don't yield to the ways of God and continue in our national sin, then God has every right, just as he did with Israel, to pluck it down and to throw it and cast it aside and to start with something else. Our sins are great before God, and I've been warning my countrymen in North America uh, that we need to repent and turn back to God. And our nation is so divided and so fractured that I see the beginning of God's judgment and destruction coming and, uh, and, what's, and what's interesting is that we're destroying ourselves. We've been killing our unborn. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 6, there's seven things that he hates. The third in that list are those who shed innocent blood. The killing of the unborn, is that not the shedding of innocent blood? 
We've now killed since 1973, since the passing of Roe v. Wade, 62 million, 62 million lives, souls, bodies of the unborn have been destroyed in the womb of their own mothers. Folks, that's wiping out this, the entire, the equivalent of wiping out the entire population of 23 of these 50 United States. I'm here to tell you there's consequences for our sin. If we sow unrighteousness, we'll reap unrighteousness. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Do not mistake God's patience and his long suffering with us as permission for us to continue in our sins. If we repent, though, there's good news. The Bible says in Psalms chapter 34, verse 18, The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart, and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. If we will not willfully bow our heads and fall to our knees in contrition of a broken heart for our sin, then God will put us on our knees through pain, through hardship, through destruction of the things that we used to enjoy. Folks, it's time for us to repent. And that's going to be it today and this week. Pray for our nation. Pray for revival. And join us again next week at the Corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you.